Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, to inspire, and to encourage. This next guest is a Jacksonville native, pure bar instructor, fitness enthusiast, and big dreamer. She is a dear friend of mine, and she is one of those people who threads wisdom into every conversation. I'm excited that Amy Cruz joined me on the show to talk about one of life's greatest challenges, rejection. Get your pens ready, because this is Write It Down. All right. Welcome back to Write It Down. I'm sitting here with Amy Cruz. Hello, Such a strong hello. name. Welcome. Strong. Welcome to Melbourne. She is from Jacksonville, Florida. I won't steal your thunder on your introduction. Um, but I met Amy about, what, 10 months ago? Yeah. Last Hasn't summer. Not even a year yet. Not even a year. Besties. Besties. <laughs> People, when you know, you know. You know. So I met Amy um, in the Philippines. She was my roommate. Love at first sight. Mm -hmm. You were actually sleeping when I came in. It was like 4 a.m. I came in on a separate Yeah, I think I grunted at you. I was like, You did? Well, I just remember walking in. I didn't know anybody. And I was like, hi, I'm Brooke. And everybody was sleeping. And you went, "Uh." I'm like, okay, it's going to be fun. Fun fun mission trip. I mean, honestly, that week was stressful. I mean, we were in a... A foreign country. I was in kind of the week before an embattled area, so I was stressed out to the extreme. And um, when we finally got into Rizal, which is a little bit more of a metropolis, I guess you would say, um, you know, they, I was over it. I know you're not supposed to be over it on a foreign missions trip. You're supposed to be like, I, I have so much to give. But I was like, get away from me. And then they were, I was told, you know, you're getting a new roommate. So. And that was me. I, I wanted to hate you. But you didn't. No. Thank and it you turned for welcoming out me. really awesome. And um, I think right from the get go, probably that first morning, we were um, out by the waiting for the buses to come through. And it's just like, you know, God moments happen all the time. And um, we had some time to get to know each other. And I remember I was like, oh, I'm going to go over here and just see about this girl's life. Like, you know, what do you do? Why are you here? All that stuff. And you started telling me your story. And it was so odd because it was my story, I felt mm-hmm. like, but like 10 years earlier. Yeah. So I'm I'm 32, almost 33, and Brooke is 23. So it was odd a it little bit. It was really weird. Mm. I was like, wow, this is what I'm going to be in 10 years. I, the fact that you say that with a smile <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> I, I felt like when when we were talking that, um, you know, kind of from the get go, I wanted to be an encourager to you in your life because you were just coming out of college, just full of dreams. And I remember what that felt like. And um, there's a lot of fear that's attached to that because you haven't really been affirmed yet. Like mm-hmm. you've worked really hard to learn all these skills but you haven't done it right and there's so much that you learn as you go so I I wanted to encourage you and I had to honestly I mean kind of sad to say but I guess a total human thing to say I I had to really make sure that I wasn't cynical like there was none of that coming into play like Mm -hmm. well good luck (laughs) didn't work for me but good luck maybe you're better than I yeah like kind of pat on the head like Okay, keep dreaming, girl. Yeah. 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 Well, you didn't do that, and you don't do that, so congrats. Um, No, but I brought Amy on today because we're going to talk about the topic of rejection, and that does sound horrible that you're like, all right, you want me to come talk in your podcast? Yeah, we're talking about rejection. Yeah. That's actually how 
I because Brooke and I had talked about you know she's doing a podcast and I'm like go girl because from the get go when we met this wasn't a thing this mm-hmm. was kind the, of a, no. a thought in your mind of a possibility but there wasn't an avenue to actually like drive down this road so right. um, total god thing lots of big doors opened and I got to see that happen which is like super exciting and be a little part of it here and there. And um, so we had talked about, wouldn't that be so cool if we got to record an episode together? Because we have a good energy flow, I think. Yeah. And um, so just kind of joking about that, it was something that we're like, no, but seriously. And I was honestly thinking, well, we'll let her record however many and then maybe one day just for fun, I'll get in there. And so when she called me, I was like, hey do you want to come down this weekend and record an episode? I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like this is happening so much faster than I thought it would. This is incredible. And then she just unloads this one. Yeah, I thought the topic could be rejection. And I was like, oh, that's good. So you thought of me. My my face was the one that popped into your mind when that word came up. I was talking to um, my dad about it. I was like, yeah, Amy's going to come down from Jacksonville. We're going to talk about rejection. He's like, oh, that's like a really good topic. I was like, yeah, um, I think it'll be good. And he goes, well, my bets are that you guys are going to start crying. And I was like, why? He's like, just because when women start talking about their feelings and rejection, (laughs) they just start crying. So my bets are on you crying. I'm like, not possible. I already know the stories. I I don't. We're not that emotional. It's I mean, all I been am. done before. <laughs> they're not. I mean, they're past the point of sadness, I, I think. Watch me cry. Oh, man. I'm setting myself up, you know. I don't think I'm going to cry. That's good. I'm stronger I'm gonna, than that. I'm stronger than Throw that. something at me if I do. Um, I do want to start just with something a little funny. So, Amy, if I may expose this. Expose away. Yesterday or like last night, she's like, all right, I have a confession. And I'm like, oh, gosh, like, I don't know if I'm ready for this confession. And you said, I re-downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> I re-downloaded Bumble. I'm like, OK, I can handle this. I want to I want to break in here and say everybody who has Bumble app on their phone knows what that means when you say I re-downloaded Bumble because I feel like you uh, you fight it you're like oh God it what you know I'm not doing that I'm not app based dating and based um, based dating it's a thing. <laughs> so it's kind of like you're you're succumbing to you know just like Ugh, I'm gonna re-download this because there are no options I don't know what to say I don't know what like brings that on or mm-hmm. m- makes made me be like, I got to see what's out there, what's in the in the pond, if you will. But um, yeah. In the hive, in the beehive. In the beehive. Yeah. If you're bumbling. You have not ever done. Never. You never. So, okay. No, I'm scared. But this is about you with Bumble. (laughs) Because I have to touch on this. So like, tell me. So Bumble is you told me earlier that girls message the guy. Yes. Which yes. is crazy. And then there's these like, if you don't know, if you're listening about Bumble, Bumble is an app just like Tinder or Hinge. And I'd like to think it's classier. Bumble gives you these like word or like phrases to start conversation. So Amy was starting to read some of these to me. And I really think it'd be fun to read these to those mm-hmm. that are listening because they give you these conversation starters so that you're not just like, Hey, it's me. My name is Amy. It's like 
really clever. So, Amy, why don't you spout off a few of them while we warm up? It's tough to be like the one that has to start the conversation. Okay, I'll give that to any guy out there. I will say that's hard. That's hard to do. It's um, because you want to be clever, but at the same time, not weird. I hate to tell the men of this world this, but before you've even spoken a word, the girl you're trying to talk to has decided if she wants to talk yeah. to you or not. I mean, I, I, I know that sucks. It is the way of things. So it doesn't really matter how clever your line is, but when you're We're dealing still gonna with, dog it. Yeah. with something like a mass you know, like like a dating app, and you've got like I can't imagine these these guys being inundated with girls saying hi, 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 cute emoji, winky face. I mean, I'm trying to think what they would do, uh, like I do, it's the same thing. And like, so you you want to stand out in the crowd. So like, how do you do that via Bumble? What's well, bu- well, give me one. So if you can't come up with your own, which Let me tell you, it's hit or miss. I've said some things that are just crazy. And obviously, it's my personality, and the dude doesn't get get it. Which, hey, I don't want him anyways. Right? Right. Right. So, but now Bumble is, you know, is helping helping a sister out to start the combo. So, uh, here are some of the ones that I just think are, um, oh, this is actually kind of a good one. Okay, I'll be the judge. You tell me. Okay, we'll start easy. We'll we'll ease in. Okay. So go. this one starts with an emoji, a waving hand. Mm. You know, very sincere. Casual. Seems like someone else didn't write Facebook it for wave. you. Facebook wave. Yeah. Would you rather be the funniest or the smartest person in the room? That's like a conversation. You've never met this person, and you send them that. Would you rather be the funniest or smartest person in the room? Yeah. I mean, I, I do. I feel like it is a little like you said earlier, like job interview esque. It does. You it's know? like. It's like robotic a little bit. I need to learn another language so I can find more ways to tell you how amazing you seem. Uh, nay, freaking nay. Yeah. No. And it's like, I don't, I've seen two pictures of you, but you seem amazing. <laughs> Next. Come on, we got two more. <laughs> oh, what's the best first move you've ever seen on Bumble? Looking for ideas. Uh, oh. I want like one good one. I feel like you read oh, a good God. one to me earlier. What would you respond to? I guess it's not you responding, it's you giving. So maybe like... Oh, here's a good one. If I had food in my teeth, would you tell me? That's a good one. That's a good one. That's like, do you care enough about me as a friend? When I walk around smiling at people, I got this piece of blueberry or... Well, but it really makes you think like, would you? Like that, it's an, it is an interesting would question. You? Would you tell somebody that you just met... That they have food in their teeth? Because okay. people don't. This I've... actually this actually happened to me on a first date. And it, I was young. I was like 19. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And um, I the guy, uh, bless his heart, he sat across from me for probably an hour and a half. It happened early, probably during the salad course, I'm guessing, because yeah. it was green. And, um, and I was like, oh, gosh. And then I just let it go for like a long time and then I was like I can't say anything he's kind of become a part of him like it's a little endearing he's got lettuce in his teeth we're we're talking about like deep things and I felt bad because when he finally at the end of the the meal he went to the restroom and he came back and he said I have food in my teeth and I was like I'm so sorry it was like a confession like Like, I I wanted wanted to get this off my chest I'm so sorry so you know I and from then on I I have made it up like I would say because it affected me personally so you know I feel personally victimized by yes 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, so with Bumble, is there like an element of rejection on there or no? Because it's just dating and swiping and there's no like real investment. It's just kind of like, eh. I feel like I, you know, seriously, you could talk on this topic for ages. We won't. We won't. But I'm saying. We'll cap it. We have the, the potential to. Um, that it's kind of what's wrong with us culturally dating wise because it used to be that online dating was like, I, I mean, I hate to say this, but just for losers, it was like, oh, you can't meet somebody in person. What's wrong with you? Like, you have to get online and, like, have your avatar do it for you. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I thought anyways. Yeah. And now, look your at me avatar. now with look. my app. You know, it's like, hello. But I feel like when you go out different places, it's like people, um, now they're so used to starting up conversations or kind of rejecting or accepting somebody based off of like an app that they have sort of lost the ability to just interact with somebody face to face. It's, um, it's a skill of old, if you will, to be able to go up to somebody in a non creepy way and be like, Hey, and like start a conversation. Um, or it's something that has become an insecurity to Mm. the extreme. It's like people think, oh my gosh, like it's creepy if I talk to them in person. And so, I mean, honestly, I have friends that have said like, oh my gosh, I saw this really cute guy out or at the gym or whatever. And then they'll go and look for him on On an app. Or social media or something. And it's like, what? What is happening? Why don't you talk to him next time you see him? Or like smile or do something that's like, I don't know if that works personally. (laughs) I, because I feel like I, I run up against this all the time. It's like, where do you, the big question when you're talking about dating is like, where do you meet people? Yeah. And, um, you know, that's a great question. Like I personally am a pure bar instructor. So I teach a lot of ladies fitness Mm -hmm. and, um, and then I am studying to become a personal trainer. So we'll see where the, I mean, maybe there's hope there. You're going to crush it. But other than that, it's just like I'm at church or I'm out and about doing things and, or with friends. And it's not like you wouldn't really have an opportunity to come up and talk to me, but the gym is a great place. And many people right away when I was like joined a new gym and really started going on a regular basis, they're like, this is great. You're going to meet a guy. And I'm like, but how do you do that though? Because like, do go up and just say I would probably just be like so do you work out here it's like <laughs> they are working they often? are currently working out here I mean I it's just it's one of those things it's like it's difficult to kind of be natural I guess in mm-hmm. any scenario it's sort of there's an element of rejection which mm-hmm. to bring it back to home base yeah you know whether it's app-based dating or whether you're one of the brave souls that actually goes up and starts a conversation and you know and it's like you know, I know me personally, I don't really have issues with people that I'm not so much attracted to. It's like the ones that I'm like, oh, dang. Mm -hmm. And I get nervous. And then like, I play this game where I kind of act like you don't exist. (laughs) It's probably opposite of what I should be doing. Yeah, Let me just ignore your existence and see what happens. I'll look over your head or over off in the, you know, the distance. And then it's like, I didn't, I don't know if there's an expectation as the as the woman like I, I mean I'm not gonna say I don't know I do know as as a woman I would like a guy to be like I'm interested in you and come over and like mm-hmm. be the guy like pursue but um, that's another one of those things that's kind of different nowadays because a, a lot of times it's that's perceived as creepy and I'll tell you you know it can be sometimes it can be but if it's the right guy, you know, it's that's also exactly what you want. So it's a little bit of... Yeah, nobody can win in that situation. So 
Yeah. Well, kind of segueing into more of your story. Um, like we said, we connected really well, like one morning outside of a bus. So mm-hmm. we were waiting for some people to drive us to different villages. And I was like, wow, this girl's like electric. She's just like so vibrant and loving. And you just have so many qualities that I look like I admire and I look up to. Started talking about your story. And I told you, I, you're right. I graduated. It was like two months post-grad. And I had these wide eyes about my dream. I was like, I'm going to get a job in TV. And like, I'm going to like have my own show and change in the world. I'm going to write a book. And I'm like, <laughs> but feel free to yeah, jump on in, <laughs> jump on in because I'm telling your whole story. Well, well I, I think that one thing that I wasn't prepared for, which it's so interesting because I, you know, when we met and I thought so many of like what you said, the same sort of thing. And uh, it feels great when someone tells you that because you're like, I got it, you know, and it's going to show up and it's going to float me. It's going to support me. It's going to get me to my dreams, whatever that is. Like I have something special that's better than everybody else. And, um, which I think is a, you know, can be a very dangerous thing too, when you put too much stock in that. But I saw you as that girl that hears that a lot. And now that I know you, you've never told me that people have said that to you, but I, you're from your stories. I could tell you that multiple people have told you that. Mm. just by knowing your life experiences. And um, and I think that I kind of saw that right away and was like, listen, it doesn't always look like what you think it's going to look like when people are telling you, affirming you, and saying, basically, you're on the right track of what you're doing. So just keep hammering it out. Keep going after it. And like the door's going to open for you. Um, so for me, anyways, I I was um, at college and um, not the college that I wanted to go to. Brooke graduated from the school I wanted to go to, UF. Go and, Gata, uh, Gata. So uh, you know, I guess you could say rejection started early, and and God is God is funny. Like I, I you know, I imagine that he's just got a really great sense of humor because I know my life story and I'm like, dang, like looking back on it, you have to laugh. But I um, attempted to get into the University of Florida. And, you know, at first it was like rejection came because I I literally, my my best friend, we were um, stacked like in the class ranks. It was like 15 and 16 or 16, 17, something like that, like one on top of the other. And she did early decision for UF. And I was playing basketball at the time and I was just procrastinating. I didn't get my um, application in. And so I went with the regular crowd and I was like, please, I mean, I'm smart. I'm the president or I'm the what, whatever, the treasurer of I am treasurer. NHS. Like, hello. Who wouldn't want this? I mean, hardcore. So when I submitted the application, she got her early decision acceptance, and I got my regular decision denial. And I was like, crushed. That was like rejection hitting me in the face first time. And I, so I ended up at the local university, University of North Florida, swoop, go Osprey. And I like hated that school because I grew up in Jacksonville with UNF and I was like, I will never go to UNF. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, first day of classes in fall, I'm like, here I am at stinking UNF. I didn't even apply there. They actually came to my high school and they called us in based on GPA. And the the guy that I was sitting across from, he said, yeah, um, based on your scores, and everything, you're in. And I said, I don't want to go to your school, like with attitude, like only a 17 year old can. And he goes, Hey, kid, 
things don't always go as planned. I mean, whoa, if you could foreshadow like, the rest and I was of your like, life. Yeah, we'll see about that. And then I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. Score one for you, sir. But um, so thank God he kind of accepted me in, whatever, whatever did that. And I was able to go to school there. And so, and it really ended up being such a blessing because I was, didn't know what I want to do, didn't know what I want to do. I was in public relations like everybody else, you know, I was all over the place. And I took a speech class and um, because I was trying to get into UF after I graduated or got my AA. And um, so that was a prereq that I, I had going in. And um, from there, the going into speech class, I saw our, my teacher was, um, I, I don't know what she saw in me, but she was like, you're really good at this. Like, have you ever thought about teaching speech? And I said, oh, speech teacher. Isn't speech like the one thing that people say they'd rather jump off a bridge than like- Than public a- speak. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that sounds like an uplifting career, something I'd like to commit my life to. And I said, no, I don't, no, thank you. And she was like, well, what about broadcast? And in that moment, that conversation, I was like, a sports broadcast. And she was like, well, yeah, you could do sports. And I was like, I love sports. I love sports. Like, maybe I could do that. I could talk about that. And and it just kind of snowballed from there. And I didn't make another B. It was like A's through mm-hmm. the end of, you, you know, when I graduated. You were streamlined towards that goal. Yes. And it was like, okay, you're getting like this kind of affirmation. God's coming through saying like, you're on the right track, right? So, you know, plotting down that course um, and getting to the end of graduation. And I did my internship locally. And you feel like a big dog when you're like with these people working, even though you know nothing. And, um, and then they're kind of like, hey, go off on your own. And I was just really overwhelmed with fear in that moment. It was a lot of um, like, what, what, what do you mean? And I remember asking the guy, the cameraman, Matt, that I was like paired with, and he was very, like, a, very much a straight shooter. And um, he was like, listen, this is what I would do if I were you. Go to like Timbuktu, the smallest town you can. With, they don't have a college close. They don't have an NFL team close. It's just, it is just high school football. Learn play by play, mess up people's names, say the wrong numbers, wrong positions, anything. And the only person that's mad at you is like Aunt Susan over there that's going to send you an email that how dare you get my baby's name wrong. Right. And he's like, learn your craft. Because mm-hmm. when you step into this field that's male dominant, you better know your stuff. Let me let me ask you this. Let me interject real quick. So you said that when when you realized broadcast was what you wanted to do and you were like streamlined towards that goal and things were checking off, you got A's, things were kind of falling into place. I think where people feel like rejected or maybe where they feel like God's kind of like given them a calling but just left them hanging is when things are happening and things are falling into place. We're going to take a quick break from our show to discuss Patreon. Patreon is a secure site that allows creators to make albums, videos, and podcasts like the one you're listening to now. So if you enjoy Write It Down, please head over to our website, xvxiii.com or spell out 1513.com in your browser. Click on the Patreon banner at the top of the page and show your support. Write It Down is made possible by the 1513 Network, so please send over your love, your support for the other shows as well. If not, just stick with Write It Down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Anyways, back to the show. Or then you don't get that that job or you don't get into UF. And, you know, yeah. so how how do you deal with that? Like where 
do you think God's going silent because he's forgotten about his promise, which we know is not his character? Or do you think it's growth? What What is it? I, I honestly, I, now looking at things from where I'm at now, and this will change maybe years into the future, but um, I think that it's a, it could be a course change because honestly, as much as I've gone through it in life and kind of been pinged this way and that way, I would have. I was extraordinarily shy as a kid. So even getting to a place where I'm graduating college with a broadcast degree was like insane. That was a God thing. He brought me to that point, and then I was paralyzed by the fear that I was not good enough to do this job. And I didn't want to move away from my family. And I, I lived in a bigger market. Like I wasn't going to get a job there to start off with. And then you know the absolute worst thing happened. Because I got an interview with ESPN, with their Thursday night crew. It was an operations position, a girl that I had somewhat of a connection with. She actually was friends with my brother that she was in that position. She was moving on. She was like, hey, let me bring you in here. Dream job, right? And I go to the interview. It was, you know, it went great. And then I ended up not getting the job. And I was like, how do I come back from this? Like, I, I shot my shot. I got rejected. Big time. I'm not made for this. And in that, in that moment was when, I mean, crazy enough, I ended up going to um, an open casting call for this kind of camp or whatever um, I, I expose, I guess you'd say. And it was talent, like um, acting, modeling. And when I went there, they right away were like, have you ever done modeling? Have you ever what, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, I dabbled with like drama and stuff when I was younger in high school, I enjoyed it, but it was a scary thing for me. It was difficult for me to get out of my shell and do that. And um, I ended up going and committing to training to go to this expose. And I thought, I, I actually won an award for my category. And they had, on the final day, they had a bunch of agents that came in. And I thought, I won an award. I mean, hello. And seriously, no one was interested. I got two callbacks. And I was thinking in my mind, I mean, that it would be that many people would be interested. And these are all talent agencies in L.A., in New York. It would involve a big move. And I was thinking, you know, if I'm ready, I'm ready. But what it amounted to was I really sat back in the moment. It was like, okay, if I'm changing directions here, then I've got to go all in. And I recommitted to training again as an actor and picking a technique and sticking in with it. And I took classes and then eventually I taught classes for years after that, for four or five years. So looking back now, are you happy with the outcome? Or are you, do you still wish, you know, 10 years later that you ended up getting that ESPN job? Or do you look at your life now and go, oh, thank God, like you, because a lot of people toss around the rejection is just God's protection. Yeah. And you're like, Please. Oh, yeah. And I think is it because I'm devastated? Well, I think a lot of people would say that, particularly if you're going after a big dream career like acting, because, you know, especially in the Christian community, it's not the safest thing to go after. There are a lot of potholes on the way that you could like step in and really trip up and feel like you've made some decisions in life that you're like, well, I didn't see that coming. And um, so I think that there was kind of that from people that I would normally turn to and get advice from. But I'll say, looking at that, like I invested a lot of time before I made the move out to LA and really decided that I was gonna, you know, go for it. And um, during the course of that time, the girl, the shy high schooler that I was, 
went away and something else took her place. Like, really, I attribute that time to God changing me into somebody that could be vulnerable and open and in that be able to connect with other people on a level that says, I want to know about your life. And that is the beginning of kind of community, you know, Mm -hmm. getting to know somebody on a level where you can help them, you can actually encourage them. And so in it, I think all this was going on in my life. And I was like, what the heck? Because I was looking for a moment where I, my I've arrived moment. Mm. And um, I think we're all the, I think everybody's waiting for that. I arrived movement because we think everybody but ourselves has arrived. Yeah. And that is, that is perpetuated by social media. It's perpetuated by um, TV and just conversation. You know, people, when they're talking to people one-on-one or they're building friendships, they're not airing out their dirty laundry right away. They're putting their best foot forward. They're putting that poker face on of, I got everything together. And so that that initiates this, well, they've arrived and I haven't. Mm -hmm. Because we know what's behind our poker face. We know that we're, you know, sat on the inside or rejected at some point, and we're afraid of somebody else finding that out. But when that is found out, like you've said with community, it's, oh, me too. I went through that too. And that's what happened to us, you and I. It was, oh, I went, because I went out to LA for my internship and I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Like killer, awesome, great, quote unquote, on paper internship, but it was not fulfilling. I wasn't, I didn't feel all gung ho about my career decision And it was just like, I still don't even know if that'll be used. I mean, it was used as far as in that moment of growing me as a person. Yeah. And I think it gives you another tool in the belt. You know, you kind of, I love this idea of like when God equips us, he gives us a tool belt and everything that he puts you through in life. It's a different, when you get through that and he teaches you a lesson, you have a new tool because it's a way that you can affect other people. And having an ability to be vulnerable with somebody right off the bat, like it it was probably a weird thing. And I think it was one of one of the reasons we bonded so quickly in friendship, because Mm. from the get go, we were talking about rejection or things that real life. If I'm open with you, it invites you to be open with me. And then we're actually getting to the goods. Like, what is it that you struggle with and deal with? What do you need encouragement on? And it became like this underlining way of um, establishing like a really sincere Mm -hmm. relationship with each other that didn't take years to develop to the place where I can show you like, you know what, I suck, you know, it's like, you know, to say there, you know, that you have these insecurities of, um, hey, it didn't work out for me. And nice to meet you. I'm Amy. I'm a failure. Like, let's no get way. into it. Yeah. But but I don't say that as a downer. I think it it's made me a lot, like I've kind of said through my story so far, like it has made me a lot of who I am. And I can say it with a laugh and a smile and also see God's goodness behind it. Because when you do run into rejection, you you see really what is underneath that. And it kind of forces you to, to take a different direction in life, which right. is, you know, it's a beautiful thing when you can not get stuck in rejection, but you can move forward. And I think that's the biggest thing of with rejection. You take rejection, you process it, you you mourn, you cry, you freak out, you panic, you laugh. For me, I laugh a lot. Like I'm just like, ah, oh, that's so funny. Can't believe it's happening. Maniacal yeah. laughter. Yeah, it's like a. 
no, but you know, there's different processes in dealing. Some people close off completely. Mm. Some people shut down yeah. when they have rejection and then, you know, they stay there. But that's the thing with what you said and you hit the nail on the head with being stuck. Rejection can either keep you where you're at and, and then some keep you like at a stronghold. The enemy can use that as a stronghold or you're like, you know what? This is not what was intended for me. I know that God is good. I know that he has his best um, interest for me. And then it, it propels you forward. So kind of segueing into how that plays with you in the dating world. And we've had conversations about this plenty of time. Yeah. But rejection doesn't just come in profession or business or not getting into the school you don't want, like the school that you want to get into or not making the soccer team. But it it builds. Rejection builds. So it's not just in singleness. People feel rejected in marriages all the time. It's not even by an act. It could just be like somebody shuts the door harder than normal. And it's like, (gasps) you know, you have, you know, there's so many different elements and, and it, and it hides its face in different scenarios. So for you, where has rejection kind of hidden its face? Maybe in dating, maybe in singleness yeah that go hand in hand well i think that um you know just and everybody's story is different so this can start young or but for me personally i really i mean i laugh about romantic relationships because i i feel like i i mean it's just like always been a struggle it's just not some people are like they always have boyfriends i was never that girl i was there's not that i wasn't interested in someone being interested in me but it was kind of like oh no not you okay no no not you okay it's fine like so um you know interestingly enough uh just recently and maybe this was i know it's just a mercy from the lord but um you know, met a guy and um which was super exciting and it was a lot of new 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 and this is recent yeah this I is mean, as in like 2018 yeah 2018 like end of the year kind of and um really he was a setup and i thought oh this will be like one or two dates like you know nobody's gonna pick the right guy yeah. for me and um in crazy ways it was like we just hit it off immediately and it was like uh you know i want to be around you all the time and one of those kind of where you're asking yourself questions early in the relationship that you're like, am I crazy for even thinking this? And so pretty quickly it progressed into serious territory. We're talking about what would marriage look like? Like what would family look like? What would, um, you know, uh, everything life together look like? And, um, and then, you know, and then I love you user exchange. It was a lot I mean, if you think about somebody that's never had that, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, yeah, this is happening in a, a few months' time, really, and um, and that ended in um, and that ended in a breakup, and it wasn't me doing the breaking up. I mean, I I will tell you, it was devastating. When I say devastating, I it was one of those things. I consider myself a pretty smart girl and I can I'm pretty good at discerning as well Mm -hmm. so I thought I'd see it coming and I didn't and I felt like that was even more so of like what the heck because how did I not see that he wasn't happy or he was over it or whatever the excuse was you were completely blindsided completely and um so you know, then once again, it comes up, I have to learn. I mean, I was right back in my 17 year old self reading that rejection letter from UF. Mm. It was like, 
my plans have completely been blown out of the water. Like everything that I thought was a guarantee is no longer. And when you arrive at a place like that, it's, um, it's so interesting because it requires movement. It requires something from you. And even if you choose to stick in and really be like, woe is me, I can't get over this and allow whatever insecurities that come up, because let me tell you, there were a ton of them. I asked myself every question that a girl would. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not with it enough. I don't have my life together. He it, thinks that there's a better option out there. Like the, everything went through my mind. And, um, and I felt like I had to give, even if that was something in the relationship that I would have said, no, no way. As soon as like you get that rejection in that way, it's like, well, maybe that was it. And he was lying or, or whatever. He just wasn't being honest with me. So you revisit all these things and you can really find yourself in the pit, like, Mm. wow, despairing. And, um, and I feel like because that was really the first time that it happened to me that um, I was really at risk for that. And I just can completely will say, I know that that's something that when you're talking about rejection, you kind of have to visit relationship because that's where a lot of people connect to it. Cause we, we are all out there for the most part, trying to meet somebody, the right one mm. and, um, and things don't work out, you know? And, um, so really getting to a place where instead of taking on these new insecurities as like baggage that I just carry through life from here on out. So, you know, anytime if I meet a new guy, I'm like, oh yeah, well he probably thinks this about me. Because right. My ex you don't want to project what just happened to you onto the next person. Yeah. Um, kind of like piggybacking off of that. So rejection allows for you obviously to, to make wiser decisions in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you find the balance between having boundaries, because it's good to have boundaries as far as rejection is concerned, because you don't want to be in a situation like that again where you're blindsided because nobody wants to be blindsided. So how do you find the difference between a boundary and then a complete barrier and a wall? Because the Lord does like use that rejection and he is using that in your life right now he's using it to pour into other people Mm -hmm. in your circle he's using it in your own life to minister to you and just say you know amy i got you like this wasn't intended for you so how do you find that balance and there's people out there that are going through the exact same thing you are or similar story Mm -hmm. um and they i feel like that could be a really good token of encouragement i think that one of the things that i I really did was any time that I had kind of days where I'd wake up and I mean, they still happen. I'll be honest. You know, I was in love. You don't, that doesn't just like go away. And I think that you, when something big happens like that, you have to allow yourself to heal and to reform Mm -hmm. into whatever you are after that person has kind of been taken out of your life. And um, so giving myself time for that, if there was ever a day where I was really focused on negative, I made a point to say, okay, I got to look at the positive in that relationship as well. What did I learn about myself that was really good? And, um, you know, out of that came for me personally, kind of this Nick would told me actively that, um, I know I said his name, Brooks, like, give me the look. Everybody's named Nick. Every guy is named Nick. Okay. So it's no big deal. I went, don't, don't say his name. Cause you're like, regret it. You don't want to air out his dirty laundry. Sorry. And then you're it like, it doesn't matter. That, that's such a common, it, it's so common, you know, you know, you're fine. Keep going. <laughs> Anyways. 
But um, he, he was he was very much an encourager on, hey, you know, I had never up to that point ever really stepped foot in a gym to like strength train. Mm. And um, but I really enjoyed fitness. And he was an encourager. You should go in and do this. And and I would be like, I know, but it's just awkward. And like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he would just follow that up with like, listen, get in there. You'd love it if you did it. And um, that was something that I took after the breakup. And I was like, you know what? That was a challenge that I'm going to take. And for me personally, that that has since then become a new goal that I'm going after that eventually when I'm working as a trainer will change the course of what I do, my day-to-day life. And that came out of what I could have wrapped up and said, this is horrible. This That was a horrible you know, time in my life during that relationship. And it didn't work. It was rejection. But no, kind of leaving that open, I think, and saying, like, taking the good things out of it. When you're looking at the bad things, look at the good things as well. See what it is that you can take out of that that's good so you can find growth after Mm. you come into that sort of situation. But as far as boundaries and walls go, I think um, being broken up with is a wall. (laughs) Unless you're a stalker and the police get involved. So, you know, (laughs) when that happens, then it's like you're forced to move on, right? Face in wall. I got to turn and go another direction. Mm -hmm. And um, so from there, you kind of know when that hits. But going forward, you know, in future relationships, setting up boundaries to say, you know, I I need to slow things down and get to know the person that I'm dating, like really get to know them. And, And there is no question that you can ask to just expose all the things. So I'm not saying that, you know, if you take my advice, you'll never be blindsided again and everything's going to work out. Like, no, okay. It's not some hippie drippy, like love commune or working through. No, but you can be, I think, wiser about how you go about things and, um, and setting boundaries to say, you know, I know how I get involved and how um, how deeply I, I have a capacity of getting involved. And so I want to play this straight and kind of um, take it at a pace, take it slowly. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.